Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two ex-examiners talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are looking at two-part essay questions. How should you structure your body paragraph if you have a two-part essay question? What's the best way to introduce and conclude your two-part essay? Plus, what is our advice if you have a cause and positive negative development question? Morning, Nick. Good afternoon. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Every time. How are you today? I'm very good. I've got a number for you. A thousand and seven. <laughs> oh, good. So done it. Yeah. We have done it. So if you were somebody who subscribed to our Instagram channel in the last week, thank you very much. Honestly, Nick, I thought once we get to a thousand, I'd put up a little post that said mm-hmm. we've made a thousand, but I didn't. Do you know why? Why not? Because every time I post something, we lose followers. Really? I don't know why, yeah. So I thought we should probably get to at least 1,010. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a little safety net. So a bit if of breathing you, room. A bit of breathing room. Um, unlike my trousers after coming back to the UK. Uh, so <laughs> if you are somebody who followed us this week, the posts are coming. In fact, I think what we should do, Nick, is because we now have the swipe up function. Mm-hmm. We should make, I will put a link tomorrow for this podcast. Right. That will be our first swipe up to listen to the new episode of my arts class and podcast. That will be our first swipe up post. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Ready? We're ready. Um, so before we start, we've got a good episode today, all mm-hmm. about two-part essay questions, which yeah. I think is going to be very popular. Before we do that... Mm-hmm. Last week, remember we were talking about um, how students can now apply, we think, we were, yes, for a breakdown of their um, exam results mm-hmm. thanks to the new privacy policies or the sort of that European GDPR law. Mm-hmm. Well, last week, it was very new information, right? So there were things I knew and there were things that I didn't know. So I think we said last week, we knew that you could definitely do this with the British Council. Yeah. Because they are obviously based in the UK, which is part Mm -hmm. of Europe, geographically now, if not the European Union. But I wasn't sure if we could do it in or with IDP. Yeah. One of our listeners, Maria, said that she contacted IDP. Now, she's Mm -hmm. in Russia. Mm -hmm. They said that there's no such service available. Right. But again, I am still not sure if that's because she was in Russia or if that is... So maybe if you took the test with IDP in Europe, it may be possible. Yeah, I would imagine um, so. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had another student though, Alexei, who I'm guessing is also in Russia. Mm-hmm. He contacted the British Council and yeah. he got an email that said, yes, we will process your um, request and we will reply to you within a month. So it looks like, I've got a feeling, British Council I think will be worldwide. Right. Um, but, we are piecing together a puzzle here, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're listening and you've recently taken your test, even if you've passed, mm-hmm. you could help us by just, you know, if you go to the blog post from last week, blog.myieltsclassroom.com, I even mm-hmm. made a template. All you right. need to do is copy paste it, add your name, mm-hmm. your test center details. Everything else is there. There's a nice mm-hmm. opener, a nice closer. Let's start sending these emails. Let's find out who gets a positive response 
who is turned down so that we can start building up a picture so we know exactly mm-hmm. um, who is able to do this because it could really genuinely make a difference to yeah. the test centre that you choose. Well, I've asked one of my students to do it. Have you? And he's here in Riga in Latvia and in Europe, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he did his test in the British Council. So I guess we'll see. He's sent the email, I think, already. So we'll find out in a few weeks whether it's Brilliant. possible. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I mean, Alexei sent the response and it is definitely this GDPR because it said, you know, thank you for your email. Your request will be processed under data protection legislation. Mm -hmm. And it even says like the date and the act number. Mm -hmm. So this is why we have this possibility now. Yeah. It is not IELTS suddenly became generous. But anyway, (laughs) what I love is that already people have started to do that, right? So spread the word, people. Spread Spread our blog post. (laughs) um we'll do that okay good so i am in my final days nick of being in the uk Mm. um and i don't have much time left i've got to go and get this fit to fly test in about half an hour um so that'll be interesting Mm -hmm. 100 pounds (laughs) wow 100 pounds it's a lot of money just just so that i can get on an airplane but because of that we're going to get straight on with today Mm -hmm. so I have chosen this topic because I think that two-part essays are something which are relatively new Mm -hmm. in the IELTS sphere, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, if you took the test, obviously 10 years ago, but even five or even three years ago. They were less common, weren't they? Yeah, the types of questions you got were very, very predictable. Um, you know, if, if you think, Nick, about the, t- the type of questions which appear again and again, what would mm-hmm. they be? Discuss both sides. Yeah. Agree or disagree. Yeah. Problem solution. Definitely. Or even like, so it's, some, it's funny because we call them problem solution, but sometimes it's, it's more often effect. like, yeah, cause mm-hmm. and effect or cause and solution. But in general, mm-hmm. there's a problem what causes this problem? How can we solve it? Or mm-hmm. how does the problem present itself? Yeah. Yeah. What else have we got? Um, advantages, disadvantages. Definitely. And there can be different yeah. types of those, can't there? Like yeah. the description one, you know, just, just what yeah, are... Describe the advantage. Uh, what are the advantages and disadvantages or comparison one where you have to compare if there are or decide if there are more advantages or disadvantages. Yeah. So like the outweighs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the other one, which was the new one before two-part questions, was this positive or negative development essay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's more or less just an agree-disagree essay usually yeah. um, in disguise. But typically, they were the types of essay you were asked to write. And the reason for that is very simple. You know, we talk about discuss both sides or to what extent essays, like they are unique to IELTS. Mm-hmm. But actually, all IELTS has done is looked at the type of essays students mm-hmm. have to write at university. Yep. And they've just said, okay, well, that, this is what they're writing. These are the types of questions we will ask them in the IELTS test because we are testing, you know, for m- most students, you know, originally IELTS was more an academic test. Mm-hmm. Are these students or are these test takers able to go to university and write a basic essay? Yeah. However, then, recently, IELTS have been, I like to think of it as like mix and matching a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of looked at these basic essays, the five essays which we often write, and they've sort of taken different parts of them and put them together mm-hmm. to make these kind of hybrid essays in a way. Yeah. 
Um, so you're being asked not to just do one thing, but to do maybe a couple of things in one essay. So this is what we call a two-part essay. So a two-part essay is usually an essay that has got two questions attached. So it's not just do you agree or disagree, which mm-hmm. is one, or yep. discuss both sides and give your opinion, which is one. It's two things. Now, I guess a problem-solution essay is a type of two-part essay, isn't it? It is, yeah. You're, you're answering two different questions, so... Right. For sure. So, you know, what are the causes, what mm-hmm. are the solutions? But because those that question, it's always the same question that's asked again and again, we don't think of it as a two-part question. Mm. When I think of a two-part question, I'm thinking, um, for example, of a question which may ask you to explain the causes of a trend... Mm-hmm. So that looks like a problem-solution essay. Yep. But then, rather than giving the solutions, they may ask you, you know, is the trend a positive or negative development? Mm-hmm. So it's taking half of the problem-solution and half of the positive-negative yeah. development. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, an example of that may be a question like, um, nowadays, people spend a lot more time watching movies and TV series at home than they did in the past. So there's the trend. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Mm-hmm causes do you think this is a positive or negative development Mm -hmm. i would say that combination of questions you know give a trend ask why the trend is happening and then what you think about the trend is probably the most common type of two-part question yeah for sure Mm -hmm. combination isn't it and we're going to talk talk about that one later but you could have any two questions so you know you could also maybe um be asked to give your opinion you know, you could be given a statement mm-hmm. and then asked if you would di- agree or disagree. So mm-hmm. like a normal agree, disagree um, question. But then you might be given, you know, like a unique direct question mm-hmm. that is specific only to the topic. So um, I've pulled out this one, Nick. Why don't you have a read of this one? This is a good example of this type. Okay. It is important for children to learn the difference between right and wrong at an early age. Punishment is necessary to help them learn this distinction. To what extent do you agree or disagree with this opinion? What sort of punishment should parents and teachers be allowed to use to teach children good behaviour? Physical punishment. They should be able to beat them. (laughs) So, So that's a good example, you know, where they've asked you, they've given you a statement. Punishment mm-hmm. is nece- necessary to help children learn what's right and what's wrong. Yep. And then they're asking, you know, do you agree or disagree with that? And then also what sort what of punishment sort of should parents give? Mm-hmm. So that's really then, you know, that that second question has got is not connected at all to our five common no, types of not. essay, it's is a it? Very, yeah, it's a very unique type of question. It's just basically asking you to describe different punishments mm-hmm. and why you think they're good. Do you think you would need to add balance to that? So like if you if you are in favor of light punishment, would you need to say like, well, I accept that corporal punishment <laughs> may be effective. <laughs> beating children is a good way of making them run quickly. I mean, I would say if you are aiming for maybe an eight, you could definitely add some balance there you could Mm. add some balance but i think for most students yeah just being able to cope Mm -hmm. with the two questions is enough so i mean i think you've actually led us on then so you Mm -hmm. know obviously there are like any type of essay and i've always said this and i will continue to say this there is no correct way to write any ielts essay Mm -hmm. right there are ways which i think are better 
There are ways which I think are best for students who need a seven. Mm -hmm. If I had a student who needed a nine, we may approach essays in a bit of a different way, right? But as most of us only need a seven or higher, and most of us, you know, we don't need to write Shakespeare level essays. (laughs) We just need to get in there, get our score, forget IELTS forever. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, let's talk about how we should approach these type of questions. So there are many ways that we could do it, but I would say the simplest and easiest way. I mm-hmm. mean, we mark a lot of two-part essay questions. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, you know, if a student signs up for one piece of marking, just a mm-hmm. one-off, mm-hmm. I often send them a two-part question because I think it kind of tests them in a lot of different ways, basically. Yeah. Um, where is it that students can, well, where is it that students often go wrong? I think one of the biggest problems is they don't always address all parts of the task. Exactly. So they'll focus more on one question than another question. For example, I I had one a couple of weeks ago where the second question was answered in the introduction and conclusion, but there were no body paragraphs that discussed it whatsoever. Right. So completely ignored in the body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. So I would say, the one thing you want to make sure that you do 100% is throughout the essay, you want to make it clear that there are two questions Mm -hmm. and that you address both of them as equally as possible. Mm -hmm. So in terms of organisation, the simplest way to do that, what would be the best way to make sure you address the two questions if we are going to write two body paragraphs? Mm -hmm. one, One paragraph for each question then. Definitely. One paragraph for each question. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be some two-part questions where you may think, well, I've got more to say about the first question. I get it. But if you just followed that basic rule, mm-hmm. you could be 100% certain that you have addressed all parts of the task and no examiner will penalise you mm. for overlooking a question because you know if you think about it that essay that you marked where the student mentioned the second question in the introduction and the conclusion Mm -hmm. that's quite a headache to mark isn't it because they have mentioned Mm -hmm. yeah one of the questions but there's no discussion of why it's just i think it's positive and then in the conclusion he or she i can't remember who it was did give reasons why they thought it was positive but you can't be introducing new ideas in the conclusion so no so, so yeah, it was a big six basically maximum mm-hmm. for task response yeah. before anything else so you know so if you've got the question just so everyone is very clear you know nowadays people spend a lot more time watching movies and tv series at home than they did in the past the first question is why is this mm-hmm. so in body paragraph one we would discuss the causes why are people watching more tv series now than in the past mm-hmm. This, Nick, is probably a good time to mention the fantastic episode we did three or four weeks ago, didn't we, about how to answer questions that discuss social change. Yes. Focus. So if you're answering this question and it says, Mm -hmm. why is this? Don't just think, why do I watch? Why do people watch a lot of television? What should they be asking themselves? Why why are people watching more television? than in the past Mm -hmm. what has changed Mm -hmm. if you do that your causes are going to be much better so why is this that's what you should focus on in body paragraph one and then do you think it's a positive or negative development you're going to give your opinion about Mm -hmm. people watching more tv um, Mm -hmm. and movies at home in body paragraph two yeah it is not complicated but if you just always stick to each question has its own paragraph Mm mm-hmm 
happy days. It's going to be much easier to get a higher score, isn't it? It's going to be much easier. Now, the only question I think I've seen where I... So, you know, when students don't do that, I normally just think, why? Why did you not just have (laughs) one question per paragraph? Come on, make your life easier. The only question, and I think you and I have discussed this question in a previous podcast... The mm-hmm. only one. Do you remember? Do you, can you remember which one I'm going to talk about? Yeah, it was uh, cause and advantages, disadvantages outweigh. Question. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. There was a there was a question. Now this was a reported question from an exam. Mm-hmm. I still am like, is was that really the question? I'm still shocked that they did this, mm-hmm. but I do trust the student who reported it. It was one of our students and. I believe them, basically. So (laughs) let's imagine that it is true. So the question they got was, people nowadays send text messages more frequently than they talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. Again, social change, like always. First question, what are the reasons for this trend? Seems to be the the favourite first question. Mm -hmm. And then the second question, as you said, Nick, was, do the advantages of texting outweigh the disadvantages? Mm Mm-hmm. I can understand why students who got this question may have panicked a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because normally, I mean, how do we normally structure an advantages outweigh disadvantages We have the one that we don't think there are more of first in paragraph one. And we just just discuss two advantages or disadvantages. Yeah. And then in the next paragraph, we have two advantages or disadvantages, whichever one we we think are stronger, basically. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is just, and that is the standard way Mm -hmm. of writing an outweighs essay. Mm -hmm. So, to be asked to do that, and it does say, do you know, the question does use the plural, do the advantages outweigh Mm -hmm. the disadvantages? So, So it looks like it does look like you should need two. I can understand if for this question, Mm -hmm. a student decided to have three body paragraphs. Yeah, for sure. One for the, yeah, I mean, one for the reasons, and then you could say, you know, there are advantages to this, but I believe there are more disadvantages or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I get it. However, I also think that, you know, for a normal advantages, disadvantages essay, if a student just wrote one body paragraph, Mm -hmm. they'd be in big trouble, wouldn't they? They would, yeah. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't get more than five for coherence and cohesion. Mm -hmm. But I would say for this question, if you had just written one paragraph and maybe said, you know, However, I believe that the disadvantages of this trend outweigh the advantages. And you just give them one advantage, a bit like balance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You could balance with advantages, couldn't you? Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. said, however, and then given a couple of negatives. I think that would be totally fine. Mm -hmm. Examiners understand, you know, you had to give equal treatment to the reasons. So it would be kind of unrealistic to expect every student to be able to write three well-developed body paragraphs. Yeah, it's going to take a long time. Your word count's going to be up by the 400s. That's what I would say. You'd well. be at 400. Yeah. Right. Um, so for that one, I do understand if you'd panic and think, well, I'm going to have to do this in three body paragraphs because that's usually how we answer that advantages-disadvantages question. I personally, though, would have had one body paragraph and, as I said, started with some balance. You know, On the one hand, I concede that sending text messages is quick however and then i'd have put the disadvantages i think one thing that i might think about if i could do i need to sit down and think about it is i would maybe have like four causes and i would have two 
causes that are linked to advantages and then two causes that are linked to disadvantages. So I'd sort of develop the cause into an advantage and develop well, the cause into a Or maybe what you could do is you could maybe what you could do is you could have the reasons mm-hmm. as the advantages. Yeah. So but you would have to make it clear in the topic sentence that mm-hmm. you know there are two main reasons for this, you know. So it could be like then, texting is faster. Yeah. And then as you transitioned in the second body paragraph, you could say, despite the above positives or despite the above advantages, advantages, Mm -hmm. there are still more. Yeah, that could be a clever way of doing it. But again, that is going up to the next level Mm -hmm. of uh, expertise, I guess. Yeah, like if you needed Um, a seven, that might not be the best way to do it. It might be too complicated. No, and also if you just said, well, the reasons are advantages and you didn't use the word reasons, for example it may look like you've completely ignored the first question. Yeah. Danger zone. This is the thing. I think sometimes these two-part questions can quickly lead you to a danger zone. Mm -hmm. But if you stick to the basic principles, okay, it's asking me, what are the reasons? That'll be the first body paragraph. Do the advantages outweigh the disadvantages? That's the second body paragraph. You may have to make some modifications, but as long as you are answering Mm -hmm. those questions, you are in the green zone. Um, that's what we want so which is all that we want so i strongly recommend whatever the two questions are they are very unlikely to be the complicated ones like this but whatever they are if you just have first body paragraph for the first question second Mm -hmm. body paragraph for the second question 99.9 percent of the time that is going to be fine yeah could they i've just thought about this nick it's not on our um, things to discuss but could the student change the order of the questions I would say it would be a bit illogical to do that. That's what I think. Yeah. You could. Like, there's it, there's no rule that says you mm. have to address the first question first. But I think IELTS does try to help you. And mm-hmm. they present the questions in an order that would make most progression or make most sense, yeah. I think, in an essay. So I would definitely do the first question first and then the second question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely then... We want to make sure that we've got, you know, a paragraph for each question. That's going to make sure or take care, hopefully, of our task response. Mm -hmm. The other things then, I think, that are complicated. So in a way, paragraphing is relatively simple, I think. Mm. One question, one paragraph. I think Mm -hmm. what is more complicated when you're writing a two-part essay Mm. is writing the introduction. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it can be tricky. Because I've seen a lot of different variations from people, so I can imagine that people have different ideas and sometimes it doesn't always work. And I think what sometimes happens is mm-hmm. that a lot of students, when they're preparing for the exam, they have in their head like a skeleton mm-hmm. of how to write a discuss both sides introduction, how yeah. to write to what extent you know, introduction, particularly an advantage, disadvantage introduction. And then suddenly when they're given these two-part questions... Right. They're not really, they kind of have to think on their feet Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, So for many two-part questions, when we're writing the introductions, although we are, you know, having to think which parts of the puzzle, you know, we're going to put together, we're still using the same pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, that we would use when we're writing a normal introduction. I think what can become a little bit more difficult is that when you've got a two-part question that may not or that has got, you know, two unique questions or two direct questions, mm-hmm. I think this is where students can struggle, 
you know, constructing the introduction. For sure, so yeah. if we look at this question, I like this question, actually. Mm-hmm. Playing team sports at school mm-hmm. can teach students a number of lessons that are useful outside of sport. Right. What values can students learn from playing team sports? Mm-hmm. So that's just a question that's asking you just to describe values. Mm-hmm. And how can they apply these values in the future? Okay. So... Neither of those questions Mm. are, you know, agree, disagree, positive Mm -hmm. or negative or why. Mm -hmm. I also think there's a second problem here because normally, you know, for the previous question, people, you know, the first sentence says people spend a lot more time watching movies and TV series than they did in the past. When we open our essay, we just paraphrase that. Mm -hmm. I think we've got a problem in this question, though. If we paraphrase the first sentence... Yeah. Playing team sports can teach a number of lessons that are useful outside of sport. Mm-hmm. The first question says, what values can students learn from playing team sports? Mm-hmm. What problem would we have if we just paraphrase the opening sentence? Then you're going to be in your second sentence, you're going to be saying students can learn a number of values, including, so you're just repeating yeah. yourself, basically. You're repeating yourself. I suppose so I, you could maybe use referencing, maybe like these values include... You could use referencing, definitely. I mean, I would say if the first question, this Mm -hmm. is quite complicated in a podcast, but if the first question of your two-part question basically just asks you the same thing Mm -hmm. as the previous sentence, you may want to start, as we often do, with just a general opening sentence. Yeah, yeah. You know, like many students today, Mm -hmm. um, or like many students today have to play team sports as part of the school curriculum, mm-hmm. something like that, yeah, right? And then mm-hmm. we can say there are, an, again, we can go back to there are, right? There mm-hmm. are a number of values mm-hmm. that students can learn, including, mm-hmm. and these can be applied in various ways in the future. Mm-hmm. But as you immediately identified, Nick, I think the main problem is that if you paraf- if you if you just start with a paraphrase. Mm-hmm. You've kind of gone down a dead end unless you are good enough to use referencing as Mm -hmm. you did. Mm -hmm. These values include, which would be perfect, Yeah. right? So I would say, though, whatever the two questions are in your introduction, imagine the examiner cannot see the question. Mm -hmm. They should know 100% after reading your introductions what those two questions were, even if they couldn't see them. Mm -hmm. So... To make that clear, I strongly recommend you actually use the key words from the questions, right? So, you know, if the first question is, what are the reasons for this trend? Mm -hmm. You should say, there are a number of reasons for this trend. 100% the examiner knows, okay, that's addressing the first question. Same as here, what values can students learn? I would just say there are a, a number, number of, of values. values. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, how can they apply these values mm-hmm. in the future? These what values word do we, can be applied. We want to reflect the word apply. Mm-hmm. So as we've spoken recently about paraphrasing, this is not a time to paraphrase. You should be using the key words from the two questions. Values apply in the future. Because if you don't, Trust me, I have students have sent me essays and I have read the introduction and thought, my goodness, what an what question is this student answering? I have got no idea. Yeah. And this is from, you know, the limited range of questions that we use again and again and again. Mm-hmm. That's because they have tried to paraphrase everything. Yep. Don't do that. 
keep the key words like reasons, value, apply. If they ask if you agree or disagree, use say, I agree. Mm -hmm. If they ask, is it a positive or negative development? Use the word positive or negative. Mm -hmm. Don't paraphrase those key words (laughs) because those show the examiner, okay, she's or he has understood the question. This is what they're going to address. Yeah. Super important. In the same way, so we're going to show the examiner in the introduction, hey, I understand that there are two questions. I'm going to answer them equally. In the same way, the next place we need to show the examiner Mm -hmm. we understand what we're doing, I guess, is in the topic sentences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, So, you know, if you are asked what values can students learn from playing team sports, again, probably... In the topic sentence, you mm-hmm. want to use that word values again, right? Yeah. yeah. You could say there like are... team, team sports can teach children a number of values. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or there are two main values because we normally do two, right? Mm-hmm. There are two main values that can be learned from playing team sports. You just want to make it 100% clear to the examiner, I am discussing the first question. You may think it's a little yep. bit repetitive. Actually, it's not. These are the sentences that apply structure. And for some reason in these two-part essays, students seem to forget to tell the examiner what they are doing in the topic sentence. Yeah. You have to do that, okay? Um, If it's the classic, why is this? Mm -hmm. I like to teach students in the introduction, say there are, you know, a number of reasons. So use that in the introduction. Mm -hmm. And then in the topic sentence, use the phrase stem from, right? So, you know... uh, the fact that people watch more television today stems from two main causes. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the same thing, but in different words, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to copy, but you definitely want to have clear topic sentences mm-hmm. for both of your body paragraphs. Yeah. And if you can, try to transition between them. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, you know, it's a negative development, when you start the second body paragraph, just start with the word however. Mm-hmm. However, I still believe that this is a negative development. Mm -hmm. You've got to work hard to have these functional pieces in your essay, don't you? You do, yeah. Um, And then what about the conclusion? What do you think is, what would you say, Nick, is the key thing that students have to do in the conclusion? I think in the conclusion, you need to make sure that you summarize both paragraphs clearly and that you answer both questions clearly. So that might be if it's a, a why is this, you might say, X and Y are the two main causes of whatever. And then you would have, um, however, I believe this is a negative development. Because? Because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you really want to make sure, essentially, you summarize, again, both parts. Just as you introduce Mm -hmm. both questions in the introduction, you want to make sure that you summarize both arguments. Because we are summarizing two questions that's probably all you're going to have space to do right you know in other essays we might summarize the two main arguments and then restate our opinion or Mm -hmm. have a concluding comment there's not often time for that Mm -hmm. in a two-part question because we've got so much to handle right so you may just want to take the simple approach of saying you know in short in conclusion Anything except for to recapitulate. Please no. Mm-hmm. Please no. <laughs> you may want to then just think, okay, I'm going to summarise the first paragraph in the first sentence of the conclusion yep. and the second paragraph in the, in second. the second sentence. Nice and simple. It is nice and simple, 
nice and clear as well and clear Mm -hmm. the examiner's like great I know they've addressed both questions. Mm-hmm. They've summarized both questions. You know, if you're asked for your opinion, you're going to naturally say, you know, in your summary of, you know, I agree or I disagree mm-hmm. as the, 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 finished. You don't have to do anything clever, but you do have to cover both questions. Yeah. That really, I think, is where students get tripped up. They, as you said at the beginning, Nick, they focus too much on one or they forget in the topic sentences to make it clear which question they're you know, referring to in which paragraph. If you do those basic things and then just spend the rest of the time as you usually would, making sure you've got nice arguments, which are well extended, um, you know, you've got a nice range of grammar structures, Mm -hmm. you will be fine. You'll be fine, yeah. Hi, this is Fatma from Asia. Grammar is my favorite lesson in my IELTS classroom. Hey, this is Rana, and my favorite lesson is writing test two. Hello, this is Raman, and my favorite my eyes classroom lesson is inversion from grammar videos uh, because it was totally a new concept for me, and uh, I really learned a lot from this video. Now we have spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. Every podcaster says this. <laughs> I think we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but we have, right? Um, Really, those are my top tips for two-part questions, right? Have one paragraph for each of the two questions. Clearly signposting the introduction, the topic sentences, and the conclusion, mm-hmm. which questions you're referring to. Yep. That's pretty much it. But as we've spoken about before, mm-hmm. and we've mentioned today, the most common type of two-part question are those that ask for the, you know, they give you a recent trend, and then mm-hmm. they then ask you, why is this trend happening? And do you think it's a positive or a negative development? Mm -hmm. Our advice for this type of question is what, Nick? What do we say to our students? Is to make sure, well, to make sure that you don't repeat any arguments, that you should say it's a negative development. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now this is not always true, but most of the time... If you think about it logically, if mm-hmm. if a trend is happening in society, there are usually good reasons for yeah. that trend to happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Usually. So, usually. Mm-hmm. So what usually happens is, you know, as you're thinking of reasons why people do something, mm-hmm. your arguments tend to be what I would call positive. Yeah. In the, in the sense that mm-hmm. people are doing this because this trend benefits them or is good for them in some way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so if we look at that question that we've been using today you know nowadays people spend a lot more time watching movies and tv series at home than in the past Mm -hmm. why is that what reasons would you come up with why are people doing that well first of all it's become much easier so if you talk about the internet access to content um you can stream anything you don't have to wait for you don't have to watch adverts you don't have to go and pay an expensive cinema ticket yeah Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I would definitely focus on, as you're doing there, like the ease of watching TV now. I even think the quality of television today is mm-hmm. much better mm-hmm. than it used to be in the past, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You can have all of that. I may also say something, um, have an argument. My second argument may be along the lines of, you know, people, if we're thinking about it's a social trend, right? People are working longer hours. Yeah. They're spending more time traveling to and from work when they get home from mm-hmm. work. They just want to switch off and be instantly Mm -hmm. entertained, right? So 
if those were your reasons, right, if you've written a paragraph that includes those and then you wanted to say it was a positive trend, mm-hmm. well, you know, our causes, what did you say? Cheaper, easier to Cheaper access. Cheaper and easier to access, yeah. Yeah, um, people like to switch off. They are basically all positive things. Mm-hmm. So if you were then going to say it's a positive trend, you would need to think of other positive yep. <laughs> arguments, which is not easy. It's and not again, easy, and then you would have no balance as well. Right, exactly. That mm-hmm. is, I hadn't thought about that, Nick. That's mm-hmm. really true. Yeah, but if you say it's negative, yeah. boom, suddenly a whole gateway opens of new ideas and new arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, the classic one, mm-hmm. what are we going to say if people are watching television all the time? Obesity. <laughs> Sedentary lifestyle, people don't move. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. People are becoming obese. Our health is affecting our health. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other classic one, you know, if people, if television is so entertaining, people are spending have less incentive to spend time with their family and friends or yeah. have more meaningful or fulfilling ways of spending their free time, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. Negative. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is almost always much, much easier to say, mm-hmm. here are the causes and I think it's negative than to say it's positive because you are going to go down a dead end very quickly. Yeah, or you're going to repeat yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and in 40 minutes... We've already got to think about how to structure our introduction, mm-hmm. how to do our topic sentences. There's a lot happening. You just want your ideas to come quickly, essentially. I think, yeah, you could say, like, if it's easier and cheaper, one argument that's positive could could it could be that people can save money. But then you are going you to be could. repeating what you've said because you've said but, it's easier and cheaper. Yeah. And, and then you're probably like, you could give that, but how do you develop that exactly. meaningfully, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? you save money, you save money. Uh, We're not saying it's impossible. And, you know, actually, Mm -hmm. there is one question where I think it would be a bit idiotic to say it's negative, which is the one, uh, we've got a question, which is about people today um, are buying more secondhand goods Mm -hmm. than in the past. Mm -hmm. Why is this? Is it a positive or negative development? Mm -hmm. That is the one question where I think you couldn't, how can buying secondhand things be negative? Yeah, it's more tricky, I guess. It's tricky. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, if you've got something which you were like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. this is just positive. Mm-hmm. As you're brainstorming, I think you'd need to think which could best be argued, you know, which would best fit positive. Mm-hmm. So positive is usually not just good for me, but good in a wider context in society. Yeah. So in terms of the second-hand goods, I would mm-hmm. say, you know, why do people buy them? Let's imagine I've got these three things, Nick. Number one, people replace their items more often today. So lots of second-hand goods are actually relatively new, mm-hmm. first cause. Mm-hmm. Second cause, second-hand goods are cheaper mm-hmm. than new goods. Mm-hmm. And third cause, um, replacing... Uh, Buying secondhand goods is good for the environment because we consume less, right? If they are the three things that I came up with, which idea would you keep for the positive or negative Definitely about the part? environment because yeah. that applies to everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what you could do for that one then is you could say, you know, people are buying more, as I said, because secondhand goods now are actually almost new. They're cheaper. Mm-hmm. And in fact, this is having a positive impact on the environment. And you could probably spend the whole paragraph, couldn't you? Talking about that. 
Mm-hmm. Less production, yes. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You could divide the, the environment argument into maybe two mini mm-hmm. environment arguments. Yeah, you could have one, like fewer, fewer goods are thrown away. Yeah, so less waste. So, so yeah. less waste, and one could be fewer goods are produced because demand isn't so high. Yeah, so we're yeah. using less resources. Mm-hmm. That would be how you would need to approach that. But again, mm-hmm. that takes a lot more skill. Yeah, for sure. And understanding, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. um, than it does just to say, okay, I'm going to say it's negative. So, But I think it's important to say that because I had a student who I love who tried to write that essay and say it was negative because mm-hmm. she said, but you and Nick said it's better to say it's negative. And that is true, but I think sometimes you've just got to understand that like mm-hmm. – 99.9% of what we say is true most of the time, but there are occasions <laughs> there are where some IELTS exceptions <laughs> will come and trick you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's really actually all I've got to say about two-part questions today, mm-hmm. Nick. I mean, it's quite basic and factual, but I do think if people just followed these basic rules, yeah. they would avoid 90% of the problems. I don't spend a huge amount of time on two-part questions in the course because for me... They are just recycling the skills that you should have learned already. Mm-hmm. Already, you know, if you're asked, "Do you agree or disagree?" You should know how to show that you agree or disagree from mm-hmm. your agree disagree. If you think it's a negative development, you should know how to argue that from the positive or negative cause and effect. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. If you've got anything to add, I don't think so. Everything's nice and clear. Yes, these questions can be quite tricky, but. I think if you can think of good ideas, you can you can write them pretty quickly and you can write a pretty comprehensive essay as well, covering all this stuff. Definitely. But it is important to remember the stages and the steps. Clear introduction, yeah. clear topic sentences, clear conclusion. That's really going to help you. Because I think that's score. where students get muddled, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that structure, mm-hmm. you just then need to focus on the arguments and the development of the arguments, which yeah. is always really where the points mm-hmm. are gained. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to lose points by not having those basic exactly. elements. Exactly, yeah. Yes. So that's it for this week. Next week, I will be back in Russia. Mm-hmm quite looking forward to coming back just having a quiet life for a few weeks <laughs> it's been a bit crazy um so we will be back i'm not 100 percent sure what we're going to be doing nick mm. we may be doing though a reading or a listening oh something we haven't done for a while yes so if you enjoyed today's remember to still follow us on instagram we still want more than a thousand followers and uh we'll be back next week Bye-bye. bye My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember... This is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.